Welcome, welcome, welcome to the outlet. All right, so we're back in full effect. Um, if you haven't got my book, go get it. Um, it's called the uh, the coming past, present, and future. Go check it out. Um, so there's a lot going on in the news, right? A lot going on in the news. Um, let's see, where should I start? Jeff Bezos has a super yacht. A super yacht. They say it's um, 417 foot. Where are all these notifications coming from? Um, <clears throat> 417 foot super yacht that is so massive. It has its own support yacht with a helipad, according to Bloomberg. The estimated cost, not including the boat support boat, is $500 million. Okay. And then it talks about, and this is something I got off of CNN, by the way. Bezos made $75 billion last year, bringing his net worth to nearly $200 billion. Um, according to Bloomberg. All right, so there's sort of like a race to be a trillionaire going on. Um, and that is not what this episode is supposed to be about, but uh, um, that is something that's going on between Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. It looks like Jeff Bezos has overtaken Elon at the moment, but that's just something to be aware of. Um, there's also the thing about gas. So it looks like, hold on, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly before I state it. But basically, was it the Russians? Some people are saying it was the Russians. Let me see. Um, but basically, a lot of a lot of gas stations have run out of gas. Because um 
basically a pipeline was hacked. Um, let me see. It was the Colonial Pipeline. Um, let me see. So Colonial Pipeline was hacked. Um, it fell victim to a cybersecurity attack. Social media users are using the breach to resurrect unfounded claims about election fraud. If you can't hack, if you can hack a pipeline, you can hack a voting machine. Claims are May 10 uh, post. So it looks like the Republicans are uh, bringing that back up. These posts draws a misleading comparison between a colonial pipeline hack and unfounded allegations about hat voting systems in a November 2020 election. Investigations around the election infrastructure have repeated, repeatedly found no evidence of such interference in November. Um, it had announced it had been hacked on May the 7th. The company said a ransomware attack affected its information technology systems. Ransomware attacks are cyber crimes that typically involve hackers encrypting important data, making it inaccessible until the target pays a high ransom in digital currency. These cyber attacks usually target corporations, but several hospitals have been victimized by ransomware attacks over the past year as well. Mm -hmm. I think I've said this before, but just about anything electronically can be hacked. But in response to the cybersecurity attack on our system, we proactively took certain systems offline to contain a threat, which temporarily halted all pipeline operations and affected some of our IT systems. The company wrote on May the 10th statement, to restore servers, we must work to ensure that each of these systems can be brought back online safely. Now, I've actually heard that they wasn't taking the correct measures to actually protect their um, systems. This is what I heard from some other people, but who knows for sure. Let me see. An FBI investigation found software from the cybercrime group DarkSide, which has been under investigation since October and was responsible for the attack. DarkSide typically develops and sells ransomware software that other criminals use to carry out attacks. Kevin Finney, a spokesperson for Colonial, Colonial uh, Pipeline, said the company has best practices prior to this hack, such as maintaining uh, stringent segmentation between our information technology and operational technology environments, as well as our policies that have for years blocked connections between Operational technology and the internet. Okay, that's that's uh that sounds good. Are they air gapping it maybe? But they basically separating it though. They're keeping it separate, which is cool. Um, several company statements have detailed colonial efforts to manually operate some lateral pipelines during the outage. Uh, I wonder what type of access controls they were using. Or was it maybe an inside job? I don't know. Election security expert dismisses the comparison. Oh, so they bring it back up the election, which is something the Republicans have been screaming for so long. 
But what the Republicans don't realize is that they're not popular. Um, I'm absolutely sure that the Democrats are more popular than the Republicans. But not only that, the younger people are actually on the Democrat side. So eventually, the Republicans are going to have to make a change somewhere. Um, but then, not only that, they have the stigma of being the party that actually attacked the Capitol. That's going to stick with them for a while. And it may never actually go away, at least among uh, among um, most U.S. citizens. Um, that's pretty much in everybody's mind, right? Their brand has kind of been tarnished by that attack on the Capitol. So I'm not completely sure what they're going to do. and But looks like a lot of the party is actually coming out for uh, President Trump's policies. So I think I heard, what was it, uh, Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham saying that we can't do this without former President Trump. So looks like that's the direction. But actually, I actually seen where, uh, what's her name? They basically took her out of a leadership position. Liz Cheney, I think her name is. And basically, now the no Trumpers are talking about creating a a third party or another party, separate party, and from the Republicans, right? They're going to create a whole new party, which is cool. Um, I doubt if they could actually win, but maybe enough. Well, actually, let me see. If they create a whole new party, it depends what policies they push, right? Are they going to push President Bush's old policies, like those type of policies, or are they going to go another route, right? I'm not completely sure how they're going to do it. Maybe they can make Mitt Romney as their, their leader, and maybe make Romney run for president against... I don't know if the Republicans are going to pit President Trump or not. Um, maybe they they might pick somebody that supports President Trump's um, policies instead of picking Trump. Or maybe they go with the governor of Florida, maybe. I'm not completely sure how they're going to do that. Um, but I suspect the Democrats will probably still win. The Republicans are pretty tarnished. A third party... Um, it's never been seen that a third party can actually win, right? Because from what I understand, the system is set up for only, it's set up for a two-party system, basically. And that's why the Democrats or the Republicans always win. But maybe we can change some things around. But at the same time, I'm not for a multi-party system just because that's how someone like that is bad as a Hitler can get through, right? Um, that's how somebody that that's really bad could get through if we had like multiple parties, I think. So, yeah, we're gonna see though. That's gonna be interesting to see which route um, the Republicans take. Um, I've heard somebody wasn't I? 
Jason, somebody, I forgot his name. He's like um, a sports broadcaster. I was talking about the Republicans need somebody black. I'm like, what? Um, to support the Republicans right now and a lot of their policies, their policies are basically anti-black for the most part, right? Um, the only thing, let me see. I'm trying to think of a policy, right? That I liked about President Trump. Uh, maybe I think he was somewhere right, where they um you can go to any. They were trying to get rid of the zones or something like that, right? Where like, zoning was gone, they can go to any school you wanted. But at the same time, I know white supremacists would have used that to basically do some type of segregation, basically. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, let me see what else do we have here. Colonial Pipeline looking to substantially restore operations by the end of the week. Um, gas prices are supposed to go up. I'm not even sure if, um, say if the economy did go to crap, I'm not even sure I could actually vote for the Republican Party, right? I mean, anybody could. I mean, just think about that, because they actually attacked the Capitol, right? That's a stain. It's going to be there for a while. Um, they might not win, or the party might even, is it over? I think we're going to see in 2022, right, how people feel about the Republican Party. Because it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Let me see. Like a clock. I just found a new article, right? Um, this is U.S. Today. Uh, it's talking about the pipeline. Uh, let me see. Like a clot that cuts off blood flow to the body. A cyber attack on a key artery in the nation's energy infrastructure has temporarily disrupted the transportation of fuel in the southern and the southeastern U.S. Southeastern is basically the south. Um, so, yeah. The ransomware attack on the colonial pipeline is threatening to cause gas shortages and could affect prices if it continues longer than expected. While experts are cautioning drivers not to rush to fill up, government officials are taking steps to protect Americans from gas line prices, price spikes, and ensure that fuel can be shipped other ways. To be sure, the Colonial Pipeline says it's aiming to substantially restore service by the end of the week which would likely limit most of the fallout, but in a few next days, motorists could feel the effects. Gas tops $3. What you need to know about gas shortages, Colonial Pipeline, Cyber Attack. All right, so let me see where we are. Uh, Colonial Pipeline system delivers about 45% of the fuel for the East Coast, including gasoline and jet fuel. It runs more than 5,500 miles from Texas to New Jersey. 
states like Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia may be especially vulnerable because they have limited options in terms of fuel transportation alternatives. And Gulf Coast states can rely more easily on shipments from tankers. Can rely more easily on shipments from tankers. Um. So yeah, man, this is what's happening. Let me see. It says Virginia was in the worst shape with about 7.5% of stations out. We're talking about what gas stations are out, out of gas. And North Carolina was at 5.4%. And Georgia was at 3.8%. And South Carolina at 1.7%. Yeah, so basically a lot of people were getting hit. It is what it is. But anyway, uh, something else in the news. The U.S. climate is getting warmer. Okay. Temperatures across much of the U.S. have increased over the past 30 years, rising about 0.55 C or, or Celsius in many uh, areas compared with the average for the 20th century. According to the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, its latest data, which covered the period of 1991 to 2020, indicates that much of the country has experienced temperatures rising progressively higher than the average for the 20th century, with the latest 30 years showing the most extreme warming of all since the first set of records in this series. We spent the years 1901 to 1930. So it's getting hotter. And I know Bill Gates was um, talking about that also, um, climate change. And he actually came to my, um, what is it called? Uh, my Honor Society, right? He gave a conversation about climate change. It was interesting. And I know not too long ago he was talking about uh, blocking out the sun or something. So, but he was talking about doing it with dust, like just dimming the sun. It was uh, interesting, right? And a lot of people were scared, like, uh, they don't know what he, uh, he might can do damage or something if you do that. So, yeah. Moving on, what else is in the news? Um, there's been a lot of fighting in Israel. Um, let me see. Hold on. Hold on. It says, uh, this is from the Financial Times. It says, for Israelis, the worst violence in seven years should shatter the perception fostered by Prime Minister Benjamin Nayahu, that I think I said his name right, that the occupation of the West Bank and the siege of Gaza did not, the siege of Gaza did not have consequences for the country's security, says our editorial board. Palestinians are now more marginalized than ever. Um, lingering hopes of a two-state solution have been dashed. But there is no victory for Israel. Instead, its actions trickle fuel into a highly combustible environment. Explosions can happen anytime. 
Biden administration has sought to reverse the Trump's pro-Israel bias. Now it and its allies must pressure Israel and the Palestinians to end the killing. Like the only ones that was really killing was the Israels. Um, I mean, from what the news been showing. Um, but anyway, I ain't gonna get too much into that because uh, I know what type of drama that could bring. So, moving on. Uh, just know that there's a lot of drama going on in Israel. Um, so, yeah. All right, so the world's 10 most valuable companies, can you guess who they are? Apple, Microsoft, Saudi, Saudi, Armaco, that's the oil company in, I think it's Saudi Arabia. Um, then there's Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook. Uh, then the next one is Tencent. I guess I said that's right. It's the, um, this, that's like a, what do you call it? I don't know if that's social media or what, but they're in Hong Kong, though. Then there's Tesla, and then there's Alibaba, I think that's how you said it, the company in China. Um, oh, and the last one is uh, Berkshire Hathaway, that's uh, Warren Buffett's company. I think he was leaving it or something, though, not too long ago. But anyway, the, U had, uh, the U.S. has been one of the world's most innovative companies economy um it has been the basis of the global power and influence so how does its innovative power look today the answer is rather good despite competition from china stock markets are imperfect but the value investors put on companies is at least a relatively impartial assessment of their prospects says Wolf, uh, Martin Wolf. At the end of April 7th, of the 10 most valuable companies in the world were headquartered in the U.S. Uh -huh. Okay. If it were not for Saudi Arabia's oil company, the five most valuable companies in the world would be U.S. technology giants. Okay. Apple, Microsoft. Oh, I already said that. China has two valuable technology companies, and I already said those. All right. So, yeah, but China is definitely gaining ground from my understanding. And Tesla has actually moved uh, their company over there, too, and they're doing some operating over there, from my understanding. Um. So yeah, all right, so now U.S. defense spending, so we actually, I want to talk about U.S. defense spending because we could actually put more money into education. I think we should actually make it free 
uh, all college should be free, I think. Um, but I also think the U.S. Uh, our healthcare system shouldn't be privately owned, I don't think, either. Or the, um, the jail system. Uh, I've heard so many atrocities when it comes to the jail system. But anyway, so America spends the most money on defense spending. All right, next comes China, then India, then Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, Germany, United Kingdom, Japan, South Korea, and Brazil. All right. Um, So yeah, man, uh, we spent a lot of money on that. And I think some of it could go a, a few other places, you know, um, but hey, you gotta pick the right person in the office though. All right, so, Uh, I just found an article that's talking about uh, do how you say Dogecoin? Is that how you said Doge? But um, it doubled um in the past week, right? And uh, it's a record high. It was a record high on Wednesday. But this is also an article from May the fifth, though. So be aware of that. And it was over a fraction, was it 69 cents? Uh, pointing out that it's one of Elon Musk's favorite numbers next to 420 and five, uh, 500,000. Uh, Dogecoin performance over the past few months has made Bitcoin Maximus and other earnest uh, cryptocurrency types who try to convince the world that digital coins are a serious asset class. Very mad, though that they want to pretend it hasn't. And I think Elon Musk, I think he's no longer taking Bitcoin or something like that, but he's taking Dogecoin. Let me make sure I read that right. I think I did read that, though. Give me a minute. I'm looking it out real quick. I just wanted to make sure. I'm talking about his company, um, Tesla. Uh, let me see. All right. So here we go. One of the world's richest people said in a statement Wednesday that the company would no longer be selling any of its Bitcoin and intends to use it for transactions as soon as mining transactions to more sustainable energy. Hold on, let me see. Elon Musk backtrack says Tesla won't accept Bitcoin. Okay, let me read that. 
The value of Bitcoin declined sharply after Musk's tweet dropping from about 54000 per coin as low as 46000 before rebounding slightly. Musk, one of the world's richest people, said in a statement Wednesday that the company would not be selling any of its Bitcoin and intends to use it for transactions as soon as mining transactions to more sustainable energy. He has added that the company is also looking at cryptocurrencies that use less energy. So it sounds like he's trying to be more environmentally aware. Um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies rely on computer power for their distributed networks, creating decentralized system to create and track digital assets. But as cryptocurrencies have continued to gain attention, use and popularity that computing power has become the subject of scrutiny from critics who say they are now significant contributors of carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Musk has pitched Tesla's electric vehicles and energy infrastructure as a major step forward for reducing carbon emissions. Um, as host of the most recent Saturday Night Live episode, the plug he plugged the company's efforts to reinvent electric cars. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. But anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, something else. Uh, if you're into hip hop, J. Cole album just came out. I don't know if y'all. I know a few of y'all are, but anyway. Yeah. I don't really listen to hip hop like I used to. These new guys have just, uh, uh, I guess you could say it's not quite the same. But anyway, moving on, what is next? What is President Biden's next move, I wonder? Um, reparations still hasn't been passed. So that's something to um, keep in mind. Has he done anything about criminal um, reform? I need to check into that. I haven't heard anything. Um, oh, okay. President Biden warns against panic buying fuel. Do not get more gas than you need in the next few days. Gasoline supply is coming back online and panic buying will only slow the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, something else to be aware of. Um, they're actually saying, um, what was it? You don't have to wear, yeah, the CDC, they dropped the mask requirements for fully vaccinated people. And I guess this is also a way of telling people you need to get vaccinated. Um, yeah, it says, if you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. 
we have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some sort of normalcy. But do anybody really want to go back to the way things were uh, before the pandemic? Um, and what I mean by that is white supremacy was running rapid before the pandemic. Um, nobody was really trying to change anything. And there's been talk of it now, but there's not, I haven't really seen a lot of movement. I just heard a lot of talk. Um, I know there's been like, um, what do you call it? They call it a hearing, I think, or a study. H, I think it's HR 40, where they talk about studying reparations. But people are, or black people are ready for reparations. Um, they just want their money. Um, it's old, right? But they want to study it, which is going to take nobody. It's going to take a minute, probably. Um, I wonder how they even gave up. Is there like a deadline on when the study is supposed to be done? But then I also heard, um, I've been hearing from different people that a lot of the people that are supposed to be black leaders, basically people that white people put out there, right? Black leaders that white people put out there. They're gonna mess up reparations, right? I've heard that from different people, um, replicable people. I don't know. Um, I hope the uh, Democrats don't mess this up, right? Um, cause their election is not guaranteed in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty two. Um. But we'll see, man. Um, there's been different things happening, but not enough, I would say. There's the um, a lot of people have been talking about this ESG, and I like uh, ESG, right? Um, it stands for environmental, social, and governance. I think I said that right. Uh, and basically, you're talking about investing when you talk about that. It's uh, basically so being socially responsible. So, yeah, man. Um, and I just tell everybody, man, you need to be a conscious consumer. Pay attention to who you're buying for, buying from. Because um, who you give your money to is who you give power to. So if you're not paying attention to who you're giving money to, you could be making the worst person a billionaire, right? Close to being. Uh, I mean, you could be doing that, right? And if you're making a person that got like evil intentions a billionaire, he could do a lot of damage, right? He or her could do a lot of damage. Um, so you just need to pay attention to who you're supporting. Ask yourself, is this a person a good person? Is this person going to actually help America? Is it going to help the poor? What is this person going to do? Um, I see a lot of people was like, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were trying to flex during the pandemic, right? A lot of people out here suffering. 
But I see at the same time, a lot of people were still trying to do the floss, the flexing on people. And I'm just like, wow, this person is just so unaware. This person is just so distant, right? Aloof um, from what is actually going on. And it's like, wow, this person is... I was a little bit astonished when I seen some of these rappers, right? Was just throwing up necklaces. Um, just basically just flexing, you know. And a lot of the rap culture has become that, right? Um, it used to be in the rap culture, there was like a balance. But now it's basically just, it looks like people that they got off the street, what a lot of people are saying, right? It's like white people got a bunch of people off the street and just made them superstars, right? Because they, you know, the corporations, they do mass marketing. And so because of all the money they have, they have the ability to make just about anybody, right? As long as the music is decent. And a lot of the music really isn't all that good nowadays, right? I be listening, like, I mean, I kind of find it interesting that some of this music that's getting out there is actually liked by so many. And I know it ain't liked by everybody, but like, it still gets a number that probably is too high, I would say. But anyway, and there's some of the messages in the music. It's just terrible, right? But it is what it is, man. Maybe hip hop did that uh, when Nas did that. Uh, like he did an album called Hip Hop is Dead. Right? We looked that up. But actually, he came out with, um, I know he's on a track with uh, Jay-Z. It was for Kelly's album, I think. Will somebody tell me why everybody in hip-hop is basically foreigners now? Hip-hop was made by black Americans, but right now, most of the rappers are actually foreigners. I just found that out not too long ago. 21 Savage is actually from London. I'm like, okay. I didn't know Jim Jones was from another country, too. I'm like, oh, DJ Cali, he's from another country. So it's basically a lot of immigrants have taken over what black people have created. But that would never happen to Hollywood, right? They protect their stuff. Black people didn't protect their stuff. And we create stuff all the time, right? But somehow somebody else ends up owning it. And I talked about this before in, a, in one of my episodes where I talked about owning. You have to own. Listen to these white people if you want, and they're going to end up owning you, right? But at the same time, I've heard other people say, what is it? Um, how they say it? I'm trying to see how they said it. 100% of nothing is nothing. <laughs> so basically, uh, I get what they're trying to say, right? But anyway, black people can do marketing. Black people can do the same, you know, stuff, right? I guess a lot of black people just hasn't, haven't wanted to do the business part, but that's the most important part, right? 
And so basically black people have given away a lot of stuff and it has crushed our communities, right? We already know that we're not liked, right? By most people, right? Even when immigrants come over here, they come over here and get with white people a lot of times. Um, you see a lot of Asian women with white men, right? And so the attack on black people is real. Um, Colin Kaepernick, he isn't the first one to be Colin Kaepernick. Most black men are actually Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> meaning that a lot of black men are being blackballed and not being allowed to get jobs, right? So this is America, man. Um, this has been going on for a while. Will it ever stop? I'm not completely sure. Because usually when black people create, white people band together to crush um, black people. Um, but hey, some I've heard, uh, uh, a lot of people are talking about white people. Um, looks like their numbers are down, right? They're not having babies like they're used to. I've even heard some people say that they're having fertility issues. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But this is some this is some things that are being said basically. And so and I know I've heard Republicans talking about this too, right? And a lot of people are getting scared on the Republican side, right? Oh no, if black people take over, if black people take over. I'm all about peace, but I understand where they're coming from. Um, I don't know. It's been so much drama lately. Just drama, drama, drama. But anyway, I got to go. A lot of stuff to do. That was today's episode, and I will talk to y'all next time.